coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. If you're in sales, you need to do your homework. Why? Because the customer expects you to know what you're talking about. Common sense, right? So thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. As we continue with Chapter 7 from my book, Who's Buying You? Until you sell yourself, you won't sell much. Chapter 7 is actually titled, Do Your Homework. It's the one chapter, if you if you were listening to the last episode, it's the one chapter out of 30 in this book where I talk about competency. You got you got to have competency. If you're in sales, you definitely need to know about the product you're 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 selling, because quite often people who are buying it they want to know a lot about it before they buy it. So they do a lot of research, they study up on it, they study other competition, all that sort of stuff. So they know a lot about it. So some of those folks ain't so easy to fool if you don't really know nothing about it. So you got to do your homework. That's what we're going to talk about here, because Two components of trust, if you remember, are character and competency. So I want to start you off today with a quote from Bob Beal. This is what he had to say. He said, standards of excellence are not chiseled in stone. They are constantly being redefined. It's important to recognize that what was graded as excellent last year may not be so this year. That is why we must keep mastering new skills. In other words, relative to what I'm talking about in this chapter, do your homework, develop your competency. He's saying keep mastering new skills. I'm relating that to developing competency. Again, you've got to have a high degree of character if you want to make it long term. You want to get great word of mouth advertisement. So you don't have to search for business. If you want to get good referrals for, so you don't have to search for business. If you want to get repeat sales, so you don't have to search for business. That's what this whole series is about. It's what this whole book is about. And if you're a sales leader, meaning people in the sale on the sales team report to you, make sure you check out episode 305, where I teach you how to facilitate a high impact book study and check that out. Then consider getting these books for your team because you know, I'm, I'm teaching some of the principles. I share a few stories, but, but you can take this book and use it to facilitate discussion, the right discussion. You can do a, a book study the way I teach in episode three Oh five, where people are just sharing what it means to them, or you can lead, uh, your own type of study, book study, book discussion, whatever you want to call it, where everyone's talking about what it means relative to what they've accomplished in the past or how they've seen this work when it did work or when they didn't do what I'm talking and sharing about and it didn't work. 
or you as a sales leader can share for your team. What does this mean within your organization? How do you tie this content to your organization? You can do that through a book study, a book discussion facilitated by you. And even if you're not a sales leader, if you want to be a sales leader, anybody on a sales team can facilitate a book discussion, book study with their coworkers, other salespeople. Help them be successful. You help them, they're going to be helping you when you dis- when you have the discussion around this type of content. There'll be a lot of short stories that get shared that's, that's going to provoke thought within you from those who are actually selling the same products as you. Very powerful. A lot of companies don't do this type thing. But when it comes to building trust, it helps to know that all of us have an emotional trust account set up with each person we interact with, personally or professionally. Doesn't matter. We've got a trust account. Sometimes people, we don't even know we've got a trust account and it's overdrawn. Sometimes we got a trust account with people we don't know and we we got a lot of deposits in there that we don't even know we got because someone else put them in there for us. We borrowed influence from someone else, positive influence. Sometimes we're, we're being given negative influence from someone else, right? I talked about that in some of the previous episodes. But I first learned about the concept of the emotional trust account from Stephen R. Covey, the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I've seen a lot of other people, John Maxwell and others. I don't know who originally come up with it. Stephen Covey may have heard it from someone else. That's what we do with all this stuff. We just pass it along from one person to the next person. New stories get added, a new spin, a new twist. But basically, it's timeless principles. There's different ways of describing them and and, and that sort of thing. But I, I first heard about it from Stephen R. Covey. So that's who I kind of give credit to. But but you think of an emotional trust account as you would like a real bank account. And it applies again. Everything I teach applies in sales or in life in general. This book series about in the it's about in the context of sales. How does it apply? But it, you know, the emotional trust account being like a bank account but his, his value is based on trust instead of money. When you talk about emotional trust account, trust is the money. That determines how much influence you're going to have. Just like money determines what you can buy. Trust determines how much influence you're going to have. And, and every time we, we interact with people, we're making deposits of trust or we're taking withdrawals out of our emotional trust account and not just with the people we're interacting with, but anybody who's watching. You ever seen somebody interact with somebody else and you lost trust with them? You may not even know them. You just, you, you may have be the first time you've seen them. So the emotional trust account was, was even no trust, no, no deposits, no withdrawals. It was uh, zero. Then you watch them interact with someone else. They start taking withdrawals, so they're overdrawn. With their first interaction with you, they're overdrawn. That's what salespeople do. Sometimes for, when they meet someone, when they're trying to sell a product, their first interaction 
they start out at zero sometimes if if they don't have any if the the buyer doesn't have any background on the salesperson they just meet they just had their first interaction the salesperson may get it wrong and they start out with an overdrawn emotional trust account but to make a deposit we say or do something that builds trust to make a withdrawal we say or do something that creates distrust and this is why it's so complicated because a lot of that's based on what do people value you may build trust with one person at the same moment you build a distrust with another because these two people value two different things that's why you need to study all this stuff you got to decide what you value and then you build trust based on that i'm talking about here selling with character if you value selling with character that's probably why you listening those folks who've been uh who who tuned into this podcast during this if they're in professional sales and they start listening to this content about selling with character if they like to manipulate they probably ain't listening any longer unless they want to use these traits to try to manipulate better because people with 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 low character can absolutely do that but trust is a two-way street while they are making deposits and withdrawals, talking about other people, talking about you as a buyer, while the seller's making deposits and withdrawals, so are you. When you're interacting with others, you're always making deposits or withdrawals, not only with them, but as I said before, with anyone who's watching. And just as cash deposits and withdrawals can be large or small, deposits of trust and with and withdrawals of distrust can be large or small. And when someone no longer trusts the other person, the relationship's over. The emotional trust account is overdrawn. And again, that's a lot of that's a, that's one reason a lot of salespeople they never meet certain buyers. Because they have an overdrawn trust account with those people. They don't even know it. It could be because of what someone saw them do on social media or saw them say or post on social media. It could be somewhere they read a review on the internet about this person or their company. And and yes, an, an organization, an organization's reputation could cost you as a salesperson, could cause you to be overdrawn. It ain't literally you, but it's your organization. They loaned you some influence, and it was bad. <laughs> this stuff works all kind of directions. But when some when someone no longer trusts the other person, it doesn't matter why. What matters is the relationship's over. Sometimes trust can be rebuilt. Oftentimes, it ain't never going to be rebuilt. Depends on the other person. If they want to allow you to rebuild it or if they don't. Same way with you. But but think of these terms, you know, as as you continue listening to this podcast or or even in some of my other podcasts, I talk about deposits and withdrawals. Usually I explain it, but throughout the rest of this series, I may not always explain it, but I may use it since I'm teaching it to you here in chapter seven. But when I use the term deposits and withdrawals, they will be in reference to the emotional trust account 
You know, when you develop this language, you can talk about it. Like organization and companies who who go through some of my other content, they you, when I've been involved with them, I hear them start to talk about someone's making a deposit or somebody's making a withdrawal. And it's a way to call people out without calling them out because it's going back to what we value. If we've been training and, and talking about saying we value making deposits and someone makes a withdrawal into your emotional trust account, all you got to do is say, hey, that felt like a withdrawal. You mean, are, is your goal to make a withdrawal or is your goal to make a deposit? Or you could question someone else who's dealing with someone else. They may, they may be talking to you, looking for some advice, and you can ask them, what's your goal? Are you trying to make a withdrawal? Are you trying to make a deposit? And if people are have this common language, it, what it does is it provokes thought, raises awareness about how someone may view, view you. When it comes to knowing your product or your service, buyers are not typically impressed by your knowledge, which is your competency. Buyers show up expecting the seller to know more about what they're selling than anyone else. That's logical. If I'm selling something, I should know everything about it. So if you know everything about your product, you're not exceeding expectations. You're simply meeting expectations. You got to understand that. Someone buying for a product from you and you're a professional salesperson selling that product, you're not exceeding expectations when you know all about it. You're simply meeting expectations. You know that. You're a buyer. You buy products from people. People selling it, you expect them to know about it. And I guarantee you, it's easy for you to look back when you bought products that you knew more about the product than the salesperson. That, that salesperson was not meeting expectations. They were far below expectations. So let, let's consider knowledge of the product as it relates to the emotional trust account. If they expect you to know about the product, and you do, you make a small deposit into their emotional trust account. If they expect you to know about the product and you don't, you make a big withdrawal. It's hard to make a big deposit relative to the knowledge about your product because they expect you to know about it. But when you do, you get a little deposit. But it's easy to make a big withdrawal. And one reason is because all withdrawals tend to feel big. You know, with people, little things are the big things. And, and that could apply to a deposit, too. A lot of times, uh, somebody can do something small, but it generates a big deposit into your emotional trust account. Overall, deposits into the emotional trust account tend to be small, and withdrawals tend to be big. It's just how it works. And since we expect deposits, when someone makes one, it's not that big of a deal. Since we expect deposits, when someone makes a withdrawal, it's always a big deal. See, if you've got a relationship with someone or you're trying to establish a relationship with someone, you're expecting people to make a deposit into your emotional trust account. So when they do make deposits, it ain't that big a deal because you expect it. But when you expect a deposit and you get a withdrawal, that's a big, 
That's a surprise. Surprises are usually a big deal. So when it comes to knowledge about the product or service you're selling, you'll answer every question and make deposits or you'll provide some I don't knows and make some withdrawals. But if you don't know, say you don't know. When you say you don't know, you're going to make a withdrawal. But if you say you know and you don't know, you're going to make two withdrawals. One because you don't know and two for lying. Pretending to know when you don't know. See how that works? Something to think about. And as Rhea, my wife, says, she wrote, she wrote in her book, uh, Leadership Gems. It's a great book, but she wrote in there. Uh, and she also has Leadership Gems for Women, which was actually the first book she wrote. And then she decided to kind of make it generic for everyone so it, the, the men could read it without feeling like they're reading a women's book. So she changed a little bit of the, the content. But the, the, the first book, the main book, is Leadership Gems for Women. But she wrote in there, often the little details are what will take you from mediocre to excellent and from average to exceptional. When it comes to competency, little details mean you have all the answers or you can get them quickly. That's what we're talking about with competency. Because most people selling a product, they have some general competency. But those who have the general competency, plus all the little details, they've got a whole different level of competency. So relative to competency, they're going to build an entirely different level of trust. However, if you don't know the answer to a question, as I mentioned before, it's always best to say, I don't know. I'm going to reemphasize that to you. you. You may make a withdrawal, but you get some credit which is a deposit for being honest. But pretending to know when you don't know sets you up for multiple withdrawals. At a minimum, one for not knowing and another for attempting to deceive the buyer. And again, these principles of building trust apply at work and at home. Go try to deceive your spouse. See how that works for you. I promise you it's going to be a withdrawal. If you've ever been in a relationship with someone, you already know. When you deceive people, it's a withdrawal. With a buyer-seller relationship, is the same. And it works both ways. If you're a buyer, if you try to deceive the seller, you're going to build distrust. You may not get as good a deal or that seller don't want to sell to you. Trust is a big deal. And as I mentioned with people, the little things are often the big things in terms of deposits and withdrawals. With, with trust, you will accomplish great things. Without trust, you will accomplish lesser things. And if you got a lot of distrust, you ain't going to accomplish anything. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, they don't have character or competency. Much of either. And their results provide the evidence to support my belief, they ain't going to get much out of life. You got to have both, but character is the most important because it's going to maximize or minimize your competency.
And, and relative to sales, you can validate that pretty easy. Imagine you got two sales guys or salespeople, man and a woman, two women, two men, who cares? Two salespeople. One of them is highly, highly competent. The other one is highly, highly competent. Competency-wise, you can't tell the difference relative to the product they're selling. And they're both selling the same product. Character-wise, one of them, though, you feel is really trying to help you, look out for you. The other one, just trying to manipulate you to get the sale. And you want to buy the product. Anybody who wants to buy the product these two folks are selling, they're not going to want to buy it from the manipulator. They're going to want to buy it from the motivator. The motivator is trying to help them. It's all about mutual benefit. That's what motivation is based on, mutual benefit. Manipulation based on individual benefit. So the salesperson ain't looking for mutual benefit. They're looking for their own benefit. And you could you could take any character trait, put it in, plug it into that example I just show, showed you, and you're going to always want to buy from the person with the the best character. Assuming their competency is the same, character matters most. Assuming their competency is not the same, character still matters most. Because if they have less competency, that's reflective of their character. They don't have the character to become competent. They may waste their time so they invest their time in developing themselves and learning about the product. Invest your time and your money, if necessary, to develop your business. You. Your, your business is made up of your character and your competency. That's your business. Regardless if you're in sales or you're not in sales, that's still your business. And whatever developing your business means to you, do it. Why you need to do it? Because you are going to always benefit when you grow and develop your business. And your, your business, meaning you and your life, what you're capable of doing is based on your character and your competency. You develop either one of those things relative to you, your life's going to get better. Waste your time, overlook that. Your life, at best case, going to stay the same. Worst case, going to get worse. When we talk about developing you and your business, if your company will pay for it, th that's a bonus. You know, I'm giving you to this, giving this to you for free. I'm paying for it, meaning I'm investing my time to record this podcast for free. You may never buy the book. You're still going to get this good content. You apply it, you're going to get good results. I'm investing in you. You're listening. You're investing in yourself. This investment today or tonight, depending on when you're listening to it, ain't got nothing to do with money. It's about me investing in you and you investing in you. You will always benefit, regardless of who pays for it. But if your company will pay, it's a bonus. If they won't, don't let them cause your business to fail. Remember, your business is you. You are responsible for the success of your business, not your company. Don't get mad because they won't send you to training and development while you goofing off on the weekends or wasting your money on vacations or wasting your money on what whatever it is you might be wasting it on. 
look in the mirror and say, I got money to invest in myself. Why ain't I doing it? Well, I want to get mad at the boss because they won't do it when I don't even do it myself. But you listen to this podcast, so most likely that ain't you. But I, I guarantee you there's people listening to this podcast, though, and still get mad about the boss won't invest in them. Stop worrying about the boss. Keep doing what you're doing. Invest in yourself. If that means right now it's meaning time and it's free, but if you've got to invest your money to buy books, to buy books for your team, to go to conferences, to, to go through online courses, whatever it may be. And, and be sure to check out uh, bluecollarleadership.com forward slash academy. You may not know it, but Rhea and I have been developing online courses. You can go find out all the details about it right there. We're going to help organizations grow and develop their people. It's not really intended for the individual. We do all kinds of stuff for free. And you can buy books for 18 bucks a piece. And you can read our articles on LinkedIn for free and our daily posts for free. So we've got all kinds of stuff for individuals. But our online courses are for leaders in organizations to very cost-effectively grow and develop, to invest in the masses of people. It's going to be a one-time monthly uh, subscription fee, and you can unsubscribe whenever you had enough. And you can train and develop unlimited people through that course. And there's downloadable fill-in-the-blanks worksheets, and we'll fill in the blank during the video where Rhea and I are teaching the content. So it allows a lot of flexibility, and it's just simple. One monthly subscription fee per course, or I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but at some point, we're going to have an all-inclusive, all-access library subscription. And we plan to have 10 or 15 courses. So there's going to be one price, one monthly subscription fee per course, or one monthly subscription fee that allows you and your entire team to access all the courses. But anyway, what you got to know is if your leaders won't develop you, you develop you. Don't let poor leadership cause your business to fail. Ultimately, the poor leadership is you. It ain't the boss who ain't developing you. It's you who ain't developing you. And I always recommend people to focus 80% of their time, their money, their investment, but really their time on character development. 20% of their time on competency development. Again, competency usually usually is not what's holding people back. It's character. You listen to enough of my podcast, you figure that out pretty quick. And as the great Benjamin Franklin said, empty the coins of your purse into your mind, and your mind will fill your purse with coins. That's a pretty strong statement right there. And I'll tell you this, development sales. You want your sales to increase, develop yourself, character-wise and competency-wise. Let's cover these three uh, seller beware points. Make sure you didn't miss these throughout this episode. Seller beware. Point number one, character builds relationships and competency delivers results. Rock stars excel in both areas. Seller beware. Point number two, 
You're either intentionally growing or you're automatically slowing. Everything is always changing. Seller beware. Point number three. If you want to invest in growing and developing yourself, why should anyone else? They shouldn't. Ultimately, they shouldn't. If you're on my team, you want to invest in your own growth and development, why in the world would, would I want to invest in you? The only reason I would is because I'm a high-impact leader and you're on my team. But if you're, not in, if you're on my team, you're not interested in growth and development of yourself, you probably ain't going to be on my team. And a lot of people miss that. They want to work for the great high-impact leaders or they want to work with them. They want to be on their team. They see these great leaders or these great companies. They want to be a part of it. But they don't have a level of awareness to understand what it takes to be someone who those leaders want to be on their team. What does it take for you to be that kind of person? A lot of people don't know it. I'm trying to teach you that in this podcast. All these episodes that I share. I'm trying to help you have a better life at home and at work. But you got to do the work. All I can do is provoke the thought. Put some things on your perimeter of awareness. And then you got to figure out what to do with it. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others now available on audio along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.